Yeah, so Jabulani African Ministries and my friend Jit. And a few things I just want to point out in this video. It's nothing super profound. Um, but as you know, as I even watch this video more and more every week, I'm reminded um, of more things uh, and convicted myself of how how should my life look as a believer. And so, first thing I want to point out is something that he was talking about there, kind of the core of this whole video and, and really his life of why he felt convicted to do this is a verse that we find in Matthew 28. It's called the Great Commission. A lot of you guys, again, may be familiar with this passage, um, but it's Matthew 28, and I'm going to read it for you guys this morning. And what this is, is this is after Jesus has, has raised again from the dead, and he appears to the disciples for the last time. And these are his final words to his disciples while he's here on earth. And it's Matthew 28. I'm going to start in verse 18. It says, And Jesus came to them, and he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So this is the last words that Jesus gave to his disciples, and it was a commandment to them. And he said, I'm leaving, and now it's your turn. Go into all nations and teach them everything that I have already commanded you. Teach them the good news of the gospel. Baptize them. And he says, and I will be with you. Because that, that commandment wasn't just for those 12 disciples. Twelve disciples. It's just as the same for you and I. If you call yourself a believer, if you say I'm a Christian and I've put my faith in Jesus, we are called to make disciples of all nations. And now, as you sit here this morning, you might go, well, well, how do I do that? You know, I'm just a kid. I'm still in middle school. I'm still in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, or maybe I'm going to be a freshman in high school this next year. You go, how do I make an impact? You just got to be faithful to the call that Jesus has for you. Because there's no qualifiers in that verse. It doesn't say, you know, if you're an adult and have an established job and you have enough money or you have enough this or enough that, then go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus just says, go. No qualifiers, no prerequisites. You don't have to be, you know, a certain height or a certain age or have a certain amount of money or be smart enough. Because guess what? In the passage, it's right before he says this, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And because of that, because I have been given all authority, now you, I'm telling you guys to go and make disciples. And then he ends it with, and I will be with you, even to the end of the age. Guys, that Jesus empowers us to go and do the things that he calls us to do. Jesus empowers us to be those disciples. And we see that played out with Jit as he says, you know, I was convicted. And I was, he said he was just 17. He goes, I went back home and my buddies and I, we had no money, no resources. But we knew what we had to do. And so we're just going to be faithful and the Lord's going to bless us in that. And he did. And now I have a ministry that's been going on for, for 17 years. And now, you know, the, the stakes are changing where they're, they're actually having to get kicked. They're getting kicked out of the building that they're in. And they're going, well, you know, praise God because he's, he's calling us to another location. And maybe this place will actually even be better. And 
Um, just because we're kicked out of the place we're in doesn't mean our mission changes or doesn't mean we quit because God is still calling us to do this. And so we're going to be faithful over here. Another story to share with you guys, it's in Luke chapter 8. Again, a, f- a passage that, that many of you might be familiar with. But Jesus had, has just, um, you know, he's just taught to a bunch of people. And he gets in a boat, he crosses the Sea of Galilee, and he gets to the other side. And this is uh, starting in verse 26 of Luke chapter 8. It says, Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city, and this man had demons. And for a long time, this man had worn no clothes, and he lived not in a house, but among the tombs. And when Jesus, when he saw Jesus, this man, he cried out, and he fell down before him, and he said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me? Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. And this man was kept under guard, and he was bound with chains and shackles. But this guy would break the bonds and be driven out by the demons into the desert. So Jesus asked this man, he looked at him and said, this man that was demon-possessed with many demons, he looked at him and said, what's your name? And he said, Legion. For many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. But there was a large herd of pigs who was feeding there on the hillside. And the demons begged him to let them enter the pigs. So he gave them permission. The demons came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. And when the herdsmen saw what happened, they fled. And they told it in the city and in the country. And the people went out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the garrison asked him to, to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So Jesus got in a boat and returned. And the man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might go with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away. And he said this, Return to your home. And declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. When I read this verse, I, again, I am convicted of this passage. At first you read it, and it's, a, it's a very strange, strange story. It feels kind of random. You go, so there was this guy, this crazy guy that was demon-possessed, and... He uh, was strong. He would break out of chains. People were afraid of him. He lived in the tombs. No one liked him. Everyone, everyone was scared of this guy. And then Jesus went and heals him. But not just heals him. He, he, uh, he tells the demons to leave him and go into pigs, and the pigs run off a cliff and drown. Really random story. But the point of the story is to show us this. That last part The guy says, Jesus, let me come with you. Let me go where you go. I want to follow you. And Jesus looks at him and tells him, no. And at first glance, you go, why would Jesus tell someone that they can't follow him, that they can't go with him? It's not because Jesus didn't want him to be there with him. Jesus wasn't afraid of this guy. Jesus just healed this guy. 
But Jesus knew the mission that needed to be accomplished. Jesus knew that other people in that country needed to know of the great works that he has done. So he looks at the guy and says, no. He says, go home. Return back to your city. And tell everyone of what I have done for you. Tell everyone of the good news. And what does scripture says? Scripture says that this man obeyed. This man said, okay, and he returned home. And that's powerful because in his hometown, the people knew who he was. People could see the life transformation of this guy. They saw who he was, and they saw who he was now, and this man could so boldly say, this isn't because of me, but because of him. And that is a powerful testimony that this man had. And it was, it was important that he returned home because, again, those people would know him. And guys, the same goes for you and I. There's people in our, in our own hometowns, maybe even people that we live with that don't know Jesus. And maybe you do. And each and every one of us in this room, if you call yourself a believer, we are called to share the name of Jesus. We are called to share the good news with everyone. And so to you, living a life on mission might might not look like going overseas. For Jit, it didn't. He, yes, he did fly over a sea to get there, but that's because he came to camp here, but he lived in South Africa. And he said this, this phrase of, I recognize the need for Jesus, or the people's need for Jesus in my own backyard. The people that lived right around him. Because that same need is present today for you guys. Like I said, there's people in your home. Maybe it's your, your brothers or your sisters. Maybe it's your own parents that need to know Jesus. And as believers, you guys are called to do it. But again, as, as you look at it and you go, well, I'm, I, I'm not old enough. Or I don't know how to do it. Remember that Jesus says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. So do this and behold, I am with you guys. Guys, take comfort that God is with you as you do those things, and God empowers you to do it. You're never too young to do these things. I remember sitting in, the, in these chairs that you guys are sitting in and thinking, I can't share the gospel with someone. I'm not old enough. That's my pastor's job. That's my youth pastor's job. That's my counselor's job. They'll, they'll do that. They'll share the gospel with someone. Guys, no. The job is yours. We see in the book of Mark, it says, for the, the harvest is many, but the laborers are few. I Meaning, guys, there's, there's many people out in the world today, many people in America, many people in your city who are ready to hear the gospel, that are ready to hear the good news. And it just says, there's no one sharing it, though. We see in Romans this idea of it says that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. But then it says, but how will, how will they hear if no one tells them? How will they hear the good news if no one shares it with them? And it says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of great joy. And guys, you and I, 
We have that ability to share the good news in whatever way that you're able to do so. What I love about this video is it takes, again, these average guys that, don't, that aren't these like super phenomenal, talented guys, and they just say, but this is, this is the gift that God has given me, and I'm good at this, and so, so I want to share, share Christ how I can. Again, Jit wasn't planning on being a missionary. He was just a kid. He was just a 17-year-old at camp who said, okay, I know the gospel, and this is how I can share it. And then you see some of the other guys that they came up on the video that just say, yeah, this guy's, this guy's really good at leading, leading people in exercises, and so he uses that to share the gospel. Or this person says he used to be a drug addict. But again, he found the love of Christ and he was freed from that. And so now he uses his own story of how he used to be a drug addict to then share with people who are in the same, who lived the same life as he did. God has gifted each and every one of you guys uniquely. And you can use those gifts to glorify God. It doesn't, there's not just a one way in how we do so. There's many ways in which we can glorify God with our gifts and our abilities. And you guys are called to do that. One last story for you guys. I want to share something from the Old Testament because at times, uh, many of us, again, this idea of we're too young. And I'll tell you this, guys, at times I feel like I'm too young. But we know scripture says, 1 Timothy 4.12 says, let no one look down on you because you are young. But get this, it says, but be the example to all believers in word, in deed, in love, and in faith. That's not just a, a feel-good verse. That verse is true. It's basically saying that, guys, it doesn't matter how old you guys are, you guys sitting in this room can be the example of what it means to be a believer of Christ in faith, in love, in speech. I mean, you guys can go home and you guys can be the example for your counselors of what it looks like to be a faithful Christian. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter that they are older than you guys. You guys can set the example in 2 Chronicles 34, let me turn there for a second. Second Chronicles 34, we get a, an insight, a look to this guy named Josiah. And I'm just going to read just 2 Chronicles 34, verse 1. Get this. He was a king. And it says, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. This guy was a king at eight years old. And get this, it says, and he reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. Verse two. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and did not turn aside to the right or the left. And it says later, he began to seek the God of David, his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, of the high places, the Asherim. And he carved and the, uh, and the carved and metal images, and they chopped down the altars of Baals in his presence. And he cut down the incense altars that stood above them. And he broke in pieces the Asherim and the carved and the metal images, and he made dust of them, and he scattered them over the graves of those who sacrificed them. 
Josiah was eight years old and he was king. And what does it say? It says, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He walked in the ways of the Lord. And he took a nation and said, we are not following God. We're turning around and we're going back to him. As an eight-year-old. Again, real story. Not made up. Guys, God can use you guys to do these things. God can use you guys to share the gospel. God can use you guys to change people's lives. You just have to be willing and obedient and say, okay, God, I want to be used by you. And I know that sounds scary. But remember what Matthew says, that he is with us. And it is not you and your own strength that is doing these things, but it is you with the power of Christ that can help change lives forever. One of my favorite stories that comes out of Meadow Ranch is, um, is this. There was a, maybe 15 years ago or so, there was a student that came to Meadow Ranch for a week camp. He was invited, invited by, his, by a friend. He wasn't a believer. He didn't really go to church or anything. And the student accepted Christ this week at camp. And he went home and said to his parents, he told his parents that he accepted Christ. And they had no idea what he was talking about because they weren't believers. But he said, I want to start going to church. Will you guys take me to church? I think we all need to go to church. Mom, Dad, you guys need to come to church with me. So for a little bit, they would drop him off at church. He would go to church and they'd pick him up. And then they'd pick him up, and they'd go home, and that was it. And then he said, Mom, Dad, you need to start coming with me. You need to start staying. And so they said, okay, okay, fine, we'll, we'll go, we'll go. And so they'd go off and on, and he kept, he kept bugging them and bugging them and bugging them, and they would start going more and more regularly. And eventually, his mom and his dad, their eyes were opened, and they saw the love of Christ, and they accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior also. Guys, the kid was in the same position as you guys. Didn't know Christ, but then did. Accepted Christ and said, I know what I have in Christ, and my parents need that also. And didn't sit there and go, I'm too young to tell my parents what they need. He said, I know that they need this. And he didn't just try once, but time and time and time again. And because of that student, and his faithfulness and his obedience and saying, I know God is with me and I know this is what I need to do. His parents now know and love the Lord. And that story is so encouraging to me. And I hope it, it, you guys find encouragement too because you guys have that same ability as long as you're willing to be used by Christ. And it's so awesome. And so my hope and my prayer for you guys is that as you leave this week that you guys feel empowered by Christ to share the good news with everyone that you come in contact with. You guys can do these things. You are not too young. Don't let the world tell you that. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for just the reminder this morning of myself from JIT. As I, as I watch this video every week, Lord, I'm, I'm just humbled by him and his his uh his call that he that he felt of saying, Lord, I need to do this because this is what you have called me to do. 
And so, Lord, would each and every one of us this morning just reflect on our own lives and really, really ask ourselves, am I, am I sharing the good news of Christ? Lord, am I, am, I in, am I in line with your will as, you, as you've called us to share with all nations? So, Lord, with these students this morning, would they, would they be reminded that you are with them even to the end of the earth, even to the end of the ages? And God, would they, would they go home and would they be men and women who love you, who love your word, and share that with boldness? God, would you give them an opportunity when they get home to share your good news? And Lord, my prayer is that they, that they would take you up on that, on that opportunity. God, remind them that uh, they are not too young to be used by you, that we are never too young or too old or too broken to be used by you. Because, Lord, we see in Scripture that you use what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the strong, and what is foolish in the eyes of the world to shame the wise. So, God, will we take comfort in that? Will we know that you are the Lord of our lives? And will we have the greatest desire to share that? Lord, I pray these things in your name, in your name alone. Amen.